Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, upvote, all of that stuff. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, here with Pratt Rogers for his weekly segment on Ole Miss recruiting. How you doing, Pratt? I'm doing great. What's going on, Stephen? Man, I'm just really excited. I got another ring on the tree. Um, I'm starting my 47th year. Um, we'll see how it goes. I don't know if 47 can go as well as 46, but we'll see. Well, congratulations. That means you had a good 46 then. That's right. That's right. So let's go ahead and get straight into it. Camarion Franklin released his top five and no surprise, Ole Miss made that cut. Thoughts? Not a ton to go over, Steven, other than, you know, I think Ole Miss is in the thick of it for sure. I think this is always going to come down to signing day as you and I have discussed. And I think this is an Ole Miss Tennessee thing. Um, and I think it'll be something we figure out, you know, with the rest of the world. Um, yeah, this, this is going to go on a long time. And I think Ole Miss has got a real fighter's chance thoughts. Yeah. I, um, I think between Kamari and Franklin and Jamonte Waller, Ole Miss is going to get a minimum of one of them. They may not get both, but I think they're going to get one, and I have no idea who that one would be. <laughs> but I in do perfect, think Ole Miss gets one. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, in a in a perfect world, you land both. But if you mm. had to get your um, get your pick of the litter, so to speak, do you do you uh, want Camarion Franklin or Jamonte Waller in the boat? Uh, I that's a decision I can't make. Because to me, even though they're both listed as edges or um, defensive ends, they're two different type players. And Ole Miss needs both of them. Um, not because of anything, but, but the style players they play. You have a strong side defensive end that could possibly grow into a three technique in Kamarian Franklin that could be an all-SEC type guy. One of those dudes like Parade Jerry or Marcus Temple or those guys. Um could make an impact. And then you got Jamonte Waller, who's kind of a prototypical jack in this defense. And we talk all the time about needing a jack. So I don't know which one I'd want. I know I'll take whichever one I can get because both of them are just tremendously gifted players. Take one and be darn happy with it. If we can get both, call it a miracle. It's kind of my mindset on it, uh, Steven. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah just, light, just light a candle for the birthday cake on that one. <laughs> yeah. So – um. Let's change the subject just a little bit. This past weekend, official visits kicked off and commitments started rolling in. Joseph Cryer committed to Ole Miss. Um, We're going to talk about Zachary Franklin in just a second who committed to Ole Miss. But Quentin Murphy, who is a four-star, rivals 250 or 250 player from Arkansas, quarterback, good player, Committed publicly online, but apparently the staff did not take his commitment. Now, I don't know the story of what all happened. Everybody's going to have their own version of the story. But this is the thing, this is the part that intrigues me. If you don't take a 250 four-star player, you either have some major irons in the fire, a.k.a. Austin Simmons, or something else, because it's just completely unusual not to take a commitment from somebody of that stature. Makes zero sense to me. I mean, mm. you either got other irons in the fire or Kiffin has got some some stones because uh, mm. 
I think this is a guy who's wanted by just about everybody in the country. And for Ole Miss to kind of spurn him after recruiting him, getting him on campus multiple times, I think his last like three visits have been in Oxford, something like that. Clearly this is a prospect we're very interested in. Why, why take that leap to potentially offend a prospect and, you know, go even open up that door for other schools to get their, their, you know, their name in the hat, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't count on this prospect committing, even if he has an opportunity now. Oh, look, I wouldn't, I would be like, my goodness, guys, look, why am I, I've been wasting my time coming to Oxford and, um, you know, spending all this time, effort, money to get up there and see the school, get to know the people, all this stuff, only for me to quote unquote jump in the boat and say I want to be a rebel. And our staff kind of gives us the I'm too good for you look. I mean, that's just weird, weird stuff. And look, I don't know if any of that's true, Stephen. I have no idea. But all I know is this has been a very weird spot for any recruit and any coaching staff to be in. Yeah, and seriously, though, if you can get Austin Simmons, the Florida commit quarterback out of Pahokee, went to school with D.J. Holmes, you absolutely do that. I mean, he's a player that has like a somehow a five-point-something GPA, and it might be my Mississippi math, but we only went to four. And I have no idea. Have you? I guess it was AP courses. He's almost to an associate's degree as a junior or sophomore in high school. Really, really smart kid. Um, but we'll see exactly how that goes as well. In just a second, we'll talk about Zachary Franklin. But I do want to mention Caleb Cunningham is slated to be on Ole Miss's campus, I think, this weekend. Um, I, he goes to, was it Choctaw Central? Is that is that his school? Yep, yep, out of Ackerman, Mississippi. And we'll see exactly how that goes, but Ole Miss has has done pretty well with in-state wide receivers over the past decade or so. So we'll see if Ole Miss can make an impression on Caleb as well because he's he's another like Braylon Burnside and all these wide receivers like J.J. Harrell and Real White that are in state. He He's the guy for 2025 that everybody needs to pay attention to. Well, you mentioned Ole Miss doing well with in-state wide receivers, Stephen. We've, we've particularly done well or seemingly have, have uh, given ourselves a fighter's chance uh, in, in the Starkville metro area. I mean, here's another guy in Ackerman, Mississippi, kind of north Mississippi, not terribly far from Start, Starkville. I'd guess probably under 30-minute drive. Uh, we're obviously chasing him, and you mentioned Braylon Burnside, who went to Starville High. I mean, these guys got to go back and look at A.J. Brown and say, hey, this is – I mean, he was that dude, and mm. this is – this. I can I can be the next A.J. at Ole Miss. Um, so, you know, that at least paints the picture for how, um, how a recruit can come to Ole Miss and be successful. But, yeah, you mentioned uh, he being a top recruit. I mean, I think he's a true five-star at – 6'3", 180, and uh, I think he, some sites even have him listed as like a top 10 player in the nation, Stephen. Yeah, and you look at it like Hugh Freeze had a very wide receiver-friendly offense whenever he was here, and then A.J. was already on campus, and D.K. was already on campus with Matt Luke, who had the Phil Longo experience, who was very wide receiver-friendly. That went on to Rich Rod. We're not going to talk about that. 
And then we're going to move on to Lane Kiffin, who is very wide receiver friendly. All this was going on with Dan Mullen, who was not wide receiver friendly. Uh, Mike Leach, even though he ran the air raid, not wide receiver friendly. Um, and then now the coach, Zach Arnett, he runs a system that they ran at Appalachian State, which was stretch plays, very old man football, not wide receiver friendly. So it's no surprise that Ole Miss has taken over. I mean, they're trying to recruit him. I think Dylan um, Alford is getting recruited pretty heavily by State right now. They're trying to get his their claws into him early. But for 10 years, it's just been a graveyard down there for wide receivers. I think Antonio Harmon right now, who was a four-star, recruited a couple, went to Mississippi State under Mike Leach. We hadn't heard a thing from him. I completely forgot his name, but my goodness, yeah. everybody uh, everybody who uh, is an Ole Miss fan was sitting there thinking he was going to end up in Oxford. I have completely forgotten about Antonio Harmon. You're mm-hmm. so right. Hadn't heard a peep about him since. Yeah, it's, it's the craziest thing. Let's change subjects real quick before we get out of here. Zachary Franklin committed to Ole Miss. Ole Miss has a chance to have the most explosive offense in school history. They've got skilled players all over the place. I did a show today talking about Zachary and Trey Harris and Michael Trigg and Caden Priestcorn. And then you have number four, Quinshawn Judkins in the backfield. Jackson Dart has just all these weapons at his disposal, and it's going to be opened up by Zachary Franklin, who had 93 catches, about 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns for a very, very good UTSA program. We got two out of the three all-conference players from Conference USA. No, encouraging stuff for sure, mm-hmm. Stephen. Um, I saw uh, somebody made a great point on an anonymous poster on one of the boards uh, mentioned, you know, maybe we need to start recruiting off of uh, they gave the Chris Marshall example and uh, characterized this as obviously the Chris Marshall replacement. So maybe we need to start recruiting off of production on the field, even if it's at lesser competition in comparison to potential. And I, you know, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I think the staff is really, especially on defense, um, really kind of taking a mindset to that. Uh, go grab the best player from a lesser conference and, you know, let him. Maybe take a year to develop, maybe not. Maybe you can step right in and be a starter. But um, I feel like this kind of fits that mold being at UTSA. Um, but look, this is a proven commodity. Uh, Franklin had like 90-plus catches, 15 touchdowns, 1,100 yards. I mean, this guy kind of done it, you know. So I think this is somebody who you can hopefully – he's played a lot of football, plug and play in our – roster and quite frankly he's probably going to be one of our top four receivers yeah i wouldn't doubt that um you have trey harris who played left wide receiver at louisiana tech so you have to figure he'll line up probably on the left side here um zakari franklin played right wide receiver so you actually went out and found people in areas of need and then you also have like aiden williams we can't discount him braylon brown there's players that can make an impact. Dayton Wade, Jordan Watkins, those guys, they can make an impact. What we're just talking about is, and what I've talked about today on the show, is Ole Miss with Zachary Franklin, Ole Miss with Trey Harris, Ole Miss honestly with Michael Trigg, that's three number one type wide receivers that they can put on the field at the same time. The other ones can spell them. They can do whatever needs to do. But there's weapons that are being developed on this offensive side of the ball. And honestly, 
On my show today, I talked about how these receivers, Trey Harris and Zachary Franklin, are going to be Jackson Dart's best friend and help him over the middle. And um, I think there was a 24-7 writer that talked about that same thing. Like, after I put my podcast up, I thought I was so clever with my podcast, and then that that, that hits. And uh, my idea has completely been taken by 24-7. Well, look, it happens. Two good <laughs> yeah. minds sometimes yeah. think a lot. Brilliant mind, you know? yeah. And, um, no, I don't disagree with all of the above. Look, Franklin can hopefully alleviate, we've mentioned many times, uh, the the propensity for Jackson Dart to go sideline to sideline instead of uh, maybe a check down over the middle or a uh, slant route over the middle. We, we, we all kind of know he's he leans throwing those go routes on the outside. That's not really a secret. Hopefully this kind of opens up the offense a little bit. And no matter what, I'm excited for Franklin to kind of step in and bring a level of experience. I mean, you mentioned Aiden Williams and uh, Braylon Brown, but, I mean, neither of those guys uh, – Aiden Williams hadn't touched the field, hadn't even gotten in Oxford yet, and Braylon Brown hadn't really produced a ton to this point yet. Quite frankly, I, I don't know if he's produced any. But, uh, you know, both have the ceiling that uh, and talent potential that you want to see in a wide receiver just – you know, quite frankly, with Braylon, we hadn't unlocked that yet. So, anyway, I know I'm excited for both those guys to hopefully get some meaningful PT this year, too, and, um, you know, learn under a guy like Zakari Franklin. Yeah, and the and the good news is for somebody like Aiden Williams, he can now be on the A.J. Brown um, schedule to where he can come in his first year and he's not asked to go out there and do it right away. Next year will be his year so to speak. It's not going to be on his shoulders. Great player. He's going to flash this year. Get ready for it. He's going to make some big catches. Does Not necessarily going to start. These other guys are going to be able to do some stuff, and hopefully he can learn from them. Because Trey Harris and Zachary Franklin, different type guys, different skill sets. You got Mr. Contested Catches, Super Hands, and Zachary Franklin. And you got Super Physical Almost, he reminds me a little bit of Dante Moncrief in Trey Harris. Um, that, that's what he looks at. He makes some unbelievable catches as well. So we will see what happens. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first and listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we will keep talking about Ole Miss and recruiting news as we find out. Pratt Rogers, thank you so much for joining us today. I look forward to talking to you again next week, bud. Thanks, Steven. See you, buddy. All right. Bye.